What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Joe and Joey Show. I'm your host, Joey. And I'm Joe. If you're new to our show, thank you for giving us a listen. And as always, if you want to see us in person and watch the video version of this show, you can watch us on our YouTube channel at the Joe and Joey Show. And you can also find us on Instagram and iTunes. All righty. Let's get right into it. We're going to switch it up a little bit today, and we're going to start with the Joe and Joey game show today. Let's so go. the way our game show works is I'm going to ask Joe three questions. If he gets two out of the three questions right, then I have to take a shot. If he only gets one or no questions right, then Joe has to take a shot. Let's, All right. Let's Are you it. ready? I'm ready. You know, I think I'm like 0 for 2 on this since we started because <laughs> last week I had to take a shot. Yeah. You, I mean, I think the first time we both took a shot, but hopefully that'll be you today. So let's get it. I'm we'll ready. See. All righty. Question number one. Are you ready? Shoot. Who is the all-time leading rebounder in NBA history? Rebounder. Rebounder. In, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a t- difficult one. I'm going to go with... Is it is it like a star player? I can't tell you, man. You've been too good at this. I can't tell you. <laughs> leading rebounder. I'm not trying to drink this. I'm gonna dang who grabbed a lot of rebounds. Um, Obviously, think a big guy, right? Yeah. Is it who played? Um, I'm thinking like I'm not. This isn't my official answer, but I was thinking. No, like, you need an official answer right now. You can't bullshit this answer. I'm gonna go with rebounds. Who's the re? Is it De- mm, not Dennis Robin? It's uh, I'm gonna go with mm, Bill Russell. Nope. The leading rebounder in NBA history is Wilt Chamberlain. Oh, how so you're that? 0 for 1 right now on questions. Okay. So if you get one more wrong, then you have to take a shot of this whiskey right here. Okay. okay. Question number two. Who is the all-time leader in blocks in NBA history? Blocks. Wow. I'm going to go with Matumbo. He's number two. Damn. <laughs> The number one leading rebounder in NBA history, I mean shot blocker, my bad. Shot blocker is Hakeem Olajuwon. Okay. McKembe was number two, though. That was a good one. Yeah, that's close. All right. Houston Rockets. Might as well do the third question, right? Yep. So question number three. Name the top five loudest stadiums in the NFL right now. Um, Kansas City's definitely got to be in there. Kansas City is number two. Okay. Number one. I'm going to say Seattle's in there. Seattle is number one. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And this is by Bleacher Report, so. Okay. Um, Three. So I got one and two, right? Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. That's pretty good, yeah. Number three. Three and four are kind of difficult. I think five you can get, but three and four are a little difficult. I wouldn't have got these. I'm going to go. I'm going to switch it up. Go with uh, Green Bay. Green Bay is not in there. Denver. Nope. New Orleans has got to be on there. They're five. Okay. Um, Two more. Um, New Orleans is hard. Where else is really hard to play? They're both domes. I'll give you that. Domes. Wow. You have to drink anyways. <laughs> um, Minnesota. Minnesota's up there. Yep. Number three. And then if I get this one right, I don't have. I get a. No, bro. Get Robin. the hell out of here, bro. <laughs> domes. L.A. Rams? Eh, you got it wrong anyway. Who was it? The Indianapolis Colts. What? 
Yeah, so it goes Seattle, Kansas City, Minnesota, the Colts, and the Saints. Top okay. five. That was four for five. Oh, man. You took the L today, huh? Maker's Mark. Where's the... Uh, this is whiskey. What do you mix with that to make a... What are those no, called? You got to drink Old it straight. Since I'm not an asshole, I'm going to take a little shot with you. Oh, them. thanks, bro. But yeah. just a little bit, though. <laughs> All right. Well, not as big as yours. Cheers. Cheers. That's tough, huh? <laughs> Yo, take it like a man. Take it like a man. No. <laughs> it's not. It's bad. It's bad whiskey, but we're used to Jameson. That's why. <laughs> you look that like you're dying over fucking it. awful, man. <laughs> I would never drink that straight again. Oh, man. That was tough, huh? Yeah, that was brutal. Well, maybe you'll wake up for the show now, right? Yeah. Let's go. All right. Can't be any worse than that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into the show, okay? Headline number one, Trailblazer star Damian Lillard requests trade. So this article is by ESPN. It says, Portland Trailblazers guard Damian Lillard has requested a trade after spending the first 11 seasons of his career with the team. We have been clear that we want Dame here. But he notified us today he wants out and he'd prefer to play somewhere else, Portland General Manager Joe Cronin said in his statements on Saturday. What has not changed for us is that we're committed to winning and we are going to do what is best for the team. The Miami Heat, LA Clippers, and Philadelphia 76ers are the three teams that will have interest in exploring trades for Lillard, sources told ESPN Adrian Wojnarowski. Wojnarowski, Woj. Woj. Lillard's preference is to be traded to the Heat, a source told Woj. So, Joe, this is great news, right? We are Miami Heat fans, so we want Damian Lillard on the Heat very badly. So, what does this tell you? Uh, Do you think the Miami Heat are going to get Damian Lillard? And if so, how much are they going to have to give up? Yeah, I think they're going to get Dame. Um, It's Dame time in Miami. Which is really exciting. We Game haven't, time, baby. Let's go. Yes, sir. <laughs> we we haven't really had a big three, obviously, since Wade, LeBron, and Bosch. Um, this is our new big three. Um, the thing that worries me a little bit is I'm not worried that we're we're not going to get them. I'm worried we, like you said, we're going to have to give up mm-hmm. a little bit too much. Yep. The first year, you remember Wade, LeBron, and Bosch. This first year, we we had nobody else on the team. Yep. And then the following year, we got like Mike Miller, Shane Battier, like. Ray Allen, like just amazing role players. So I think it's going to be similar, Mm -hmm. but I, I think Pat Riley, he's going to pull this off. They're saying now it's going to be a three team trade because I guess the Blazers for whatever reason, don't want Tyler hero. Um, you know, well, we're probably going to have to give him up anyway. Yeah. Would you be comfortable giving up hero Robinson? Let's say worst case scenario, like Caleb Martin and additional draft picks. Would you do that for a 33-year-old Damian Lillard? Man, that's... Yeah, I, I would do it. You have to do it because um, the the window is now. Like, is he, like, we talk about this a lot with Hero. Hero's pretty much reached his ceiling, right? I'm not the biggest Hero fan. Um, if you go back and listen to our episodes, I'm not really high on him. I know you're a little higher on Tyler Hero than me. To me, he's a turnover sh- machine, ball-dominant player. You can get Damian Lillard. That's a massive upgrade from Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero doesn't have that kind of ceiling. So I'm fine with getting rid of Tyler Hero. 
Yeah, it, I mean, Tyler Hero's hit some big shots for the Heat, so mm-hmm. it it'll be. I mean, not sad, but it'll it'll kind of suck to see him go, but because we drafted him, developed him a little bit, but. I mean, when you have a chance to get the second best point guard in the NBA in Damian Lillard, you have to take it. Like the only player, the only point guard better than him is Steph Curry. Steph Curry, yep. And their games are like kind of similar. Like Dame can shoot just as far as you know as Steph Curry and do the same things. I don't so, know if he can do the same things, but he's a cool. little bit lower of a version than yeah, Stephen Curry. Let's I, be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean the bar. I mean, what is it? Steph, Dame, and then maybe Kyrie, and then. There's a huge drop off of those there. guys in there, Harden. Yeah, so I, I'm on. I'm with it. I think Pat Riley's going to get this done. I think this is going to be his like last move until he hands the team over to Spolstra, mm-hmm. or maybe they sign Bob Myers, the old Warriors general manager, and mm-hmm. kind of you know go from there. But Pat's getting old. Um, he's going to leave the Heat in great hands, um, and it's exciting, man. Dame time in Miami. If he doesn't get it done, he needs to retire. In yeah. my opinion, Pat Riley. Because if he doesn't get it done, we'll pretty much be running back the same team for like five years in a row. And we made the finals twice, Eastern Conference finals twice. We can't win with this team. We're like maxed out. We need another score. If you looked in the NBA finals, right, you watched the games. The only game we won was when we had three 20-point scores. That's when Gabe Vincent, I think it was game two, he had like 20-plus points. Yep. So did Jimmy and Bam. So that was the Heat's problem in the finals. We couldn't get offense when we needed it. Damian Lillard will be a perfect piece for the Miami Heat. So I'm fine with getting rid of Hero. He can't stay healthy anyway. He's always getting hurt now. Yep. I mean, Robinson, the coaches don't like Duncan Robinson because they never play him. You know, they kind of played him in the playoffs this year just because of injuries, right? It was because Oladipo was hurt, Hero was hurt, and we were kind of needing that extra body from the depth chart. So I'd get rid of both of them if, you know, they don't play anyway, right? Might as well. Yeah, they, they, they weren't major factors. I mean, we are going to lose a lot of shooting, but you're getting a lot of shooting mm-hmm. with Dame. I mean, you're getting, like, half-court range, Steph Curry mm-hmm. range. So I think you pull the trigger. I mean, the system in Miami is Jimmy, Bam, and Spo. That As long as we got those three and then you add Dame to that equation, mm-hmm. we're going to be fine. So even if you have to give up Duncan, Hero, and Caleb Martin and four first-round picks, you do it. Yeah, and as a Heat fan, in the beginning, I wasn't a huge Bam fan but he kind of made a lot of improvements this year i liked what i saw from bam this year bringing the ball up more finally got like a mid-range shot i think the year before during the celtics when we lost in the Eastern conference finals he didn't really have that mid-range shot and i think this year he got better at it so hopefully he can continue to improve on that the heat sign of big damian lillard they're right back in the hunt i saw their odds already went and this was on uh Fan Duel and DraftKings Sportsbook, it went from plus 2,000 to plus 1,000 with just the Damian Lillard news. That's like 100% difference. Yeah, they're right like top five, you know, again, in right, in favorites to win the championship next year. So I think they got to get it done because if not, they don't, you know, they missed out on Bradley Beal already. What are they going to do? Yeah, I think Vegas respects the Heat now. I mean, they saw Spolstra take this team, a bunch of undrafted free agents to the mm-hmm. finals last year, and now they're, and you add Damian Lillard, who who wasn't. Actually, he was a lottery pick. He was a top 10 pick. So you're adding generational talent. You have to do it. But the window is closing, though. Um, you know, Jimmy's like 33. If they get Dame, he'll be 33. They have an old Kyle Lowry. Really, the only young piece you'd have left is Bam, right, if you get rid of Hero, So you got to go for it now if they want to win. Yeah, Bam's Bam's the heat lifer. He's, he's going to play 20 years here. And when Jimmy and Dame are done, we're going to have a bunch of money left mm-hmm. to recruit. Yep.
So um, free agency just started yesterday, right? Give me your like best moves that a team made. So like what was the most impressive signing? Who are you impressed with and who are you disappointed with in free agency so far? Impressed? I, I was impressed with the Lakers and Rob Palenka. You know, they they didn't have any like home run hits, but they hit a lot of singles and doubles. Mm-hmm. You know, Gabe Vincent, um, Cam Reddish is, you know, up and coming scorer that's gonna produce for them. Um they re-signed Rui, Hachimura, they signed Reeves. I thought they, they signed Russell, but I don't even think they needed to Yeah, I think that was a stupid he played like shit in the playoffs. They didn't even play him like in most of the Denver series because he was he had played no defense and he wasn't like yeah. making a shot. So I would have targeted Lopez with that money. I would have gave that to Brooke Lopez. But so, I think they kind of had to like re-sign him, right? Because they lost Schroeder. So they didn't really have like a point guard unless they were gonna put Reeves at point guard. Right. Yeah, so or Vincent. He's gonna run the point. Well, but. yeah, they did sign Gabe Vincent. Yep. Yeah, you know what? That's why I like it. Gabe, I mean, Gabe, he played well for us. Um, I'm I'm impressed with Milwaukee too. They re-signed Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez. Those I mean, they won a championship with those. Yeah, I mean, two. that was huge. Yeah. So now they're they're right back in the, the mm-hmm. top five. So notable free agent that's still out there is James Harden, right? He's opted into his deal, but he's gonna work uh with Philadelphia management to um get traded, go somewhere else. He doesn't want to be there anymore. There was reports in the beginning that the Rockets might get him, but they just like maxed out Van Fleet um, from Toronto. So where do you see James Harden going now? I see him going to the Clippers. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they got some young assets, some young good players that they can offer um, Philadelphia for James Harden. Um, James Harden's from California. He, he wants to go back home and play with the California guys, uh, Westbrook, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Um you know, Kawhi Leonard said he's ready to play next year. Paul George is going to be ready to play. Westbrook resigned. So I think that there's there's one more year of a window. If, if Clippers can't get it done, if they acquire James Harden, then it's over. Yeah, um, I see the Clippers or the Knicks for uh, James Harden. Um, I don't really know how that would work defensively with Brunson and Harden, but that'd be great offense, right? James Harden can't score, swing it to Brunson. Kind of be like the Luca Brunson dynamic, how that went with Dallas. Those would be the main scores and just have everybody else play defense. So I think it could work. Um, the Knicks do kind of need more star power. So maybe that could work. What do you see? Um, do you think that's a good idea or no? Yeah, I, I think it is. Um, it doesn't it doesn't move the needle for New York. I think they It makes them better though, I think. Yeah, it definitely makes them better, but they're gonna have to give you know, some of the young players up to get them, like maybe an R.J. Barrett. Or maybe you can try and move Julius Randle to Philly for James Harden. Um, Obi Toppin already got traded, so they're, they're kind of weak now in the front court. Um, but, but yeah, it makes sense for New York. But if I'm Harden, you know, maybe if you want to win a championship, go go take uh, the Clippers. And then, you know, a lot of people are saying Phoenix, too. I don't even know how, how they have that much how money. How the hell but, would that happen? They would move Aiton, mm-hmm. like a three-way, move Aiton to a different team, and then... What do you think about Phoenix with uh, transitioning to Phoenix? Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant. I don't think that's going to work. I don't think there's any defense. That's like screaming a second-round exit to me, the Phoenix Suns. Um, what do you think? It's, yeah, it's, I mean, they 
they have Frank Vogel. They brought him in. He's a defensive coach. Mm-hmm. He already came out and said he wants to turn DeAndre Ayton, you know, kind of into like a a dominant. DeAndre center. Ayton sucks, my guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. he's not good, bro. Like, I mean, he he was the number one overall pick, you know, a couple years ago. He just he looked bad against Jokic, but everybody looks bad against Jokic. So, and you know what I will say, um, positive things for the Phoenix Suns. They actually won two games against Denver. Miami yeah. couldn't do that. The Lakers couldn't do that. So that's just pure scoring right there. And Durant, I mean, you got to think Durant now he gets a full training camp with Phoenix. You know, he when he got there, he only played like five games with the Suns, and then the playoffs started. Yeah. So now, now you're getting Beal, Durant, Booker. They're it, like all the same position though. They're just flat out scorers. Yeah. So I really don't know how that would work, like off ball and stuff. But Book showed he can really distribute in the playoffs. Yeah. He was good at point guard, so I'm so, yeah, I'm thinking book point guard, Bradley Beal shooting guard, you know, Durant probably three or four when they run yeah. it with Aiton. But they don't have any depth either. So I, I still talent wise it's there, but you know, you you think of back of Durant's team in Brooklyn when they had Kyrie Irving, James Harden and Kevin Durant, it didn't work. So it, it kind of reminds me of the same situation. Yeah. Any other remarks for free agency? That you've seen or that you like, like any moves out there? I like Dallas um, signing Kyrie Irving. That was, that's. You you think that's going to work, that experiment again? Yeah. With him and Luca, they have like no depth and no defense. I think Jason Kidd's going to figure it out. Um, You know, they're going to, they're going to have an offense put together around them. They're going to have, and again, Kyrie, he's the same situation. He left the same time Durant did, came in the middle of the year. I think they're going to build a nice team in Dallas. Um, so the West is the gauntlet again. Mm-hmm. I don't think Denver is just going to annihilate the West like they did last year. You're going to see a healthy Clippers, a better um, Dallas team. Um, Phoenix will be better. Lakers will be better. So I think I think the West won free agency. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to topic number two. Dalvin Cook. Keen on forming epic tandem with DeAndre Hopkins. Did you hear about this? I did. So this is an article by ESPN. It says Dalvin Cook, a free agent after his release from the Minnesota Vikings this month, has an interest in teaming up with DeAndre Hopkins. Speaking Monday on the Adam Schefter podcast, Cook said of Hopkins, if we end up on the same roster, that would be something epic for the NFL. So, Joe, do you see this happening? Um, what are your thoughts on this? No, I mean, I don't. I don't see it happening. I don't think they need to to team up. I think they they both sh- should probably go their own separate ways. I want to see Dalvin Cook go to our our hometown team, the Dolphins, and then DeAndre Hopkins. He'll go to a you know somebody that has money to pay him. He's going to chase money, probably Tennessee, the mm-hmm. Patriots. So, I don't think it's I don't think it's really that that big of a thing, but. You know, if they did team up, that would be obviously one of the best offenses in the NFL. I only see two teams that can make this happen. The Dolphins or the Patriots. Those are the only two teams I can see this happening. Um, Cook and Hawkins both met in New England, right? So that would be crazy to pair up there. Um, that division, the AFC East, is so stacked right now. I think the only way the Patriots can compete is if they build their offense a little bit more because Mac Jones is limited, right? If they get Cook and Hopkins, that would be massive for that team. They don't really have great receivers, so Hopkins would be a great number one there. 
And then you have Stevenson and Cook. That would be dangerous also. And a good offensive line. And too. a good offensive line. You know, Bill Belichick's always one of the best defensive coaches. I think that's the most likely scenario if they do team up. But I know Dalvin Cook really wants to play with the Miami Dolphins. Um, he's from Miami. You know, he trains down here. Um, the head trainer, uh, Nick Hicks from Perform, right? He pretty much is always tweeting that Dalvin Cook's going to come here, right? So He's pushing. You think it's more likely the Patriots or the Dolphins that Cook, if this does happen, right? This, this fantasy, right, of Cook and Hopkins. Do you think it's more likely to be a Miami Dolphin thing or a New England Patriots thing? I think it has to be a Dolphin thing, man, because, you know, the Patriots, like you said, Mac Jones is limited. I just don't see the money. Like, I feel like the Dolphins have paid everybody. How are they going to get the money for that? They can they can trade some people. They can move some people around. Um, you know, we have a lot of corners on the roster. Not, I'm saying like, you know, maybe Noah Igbenogamy, he's making like $5 million. Mm-hmm. Emmanuel Agba has got $10 million. So that's $15 million right there that you can give to Hopkins if you move those two. And then you still got like $14 million left over in salary cap. Mm-hmm. So you can give that to Cook, and then there you go. There's your Super Bowl team. Yeah, maybe pay DeAndre Hopkins a little bit more because um, I'm reading the rest of the article here, and what Dalvin Cook was telling Adam Schefter, he says he wants to win. He says, I like money, but the money's going to come. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I mean, he's a running back. He- <laughs> you got to get your money while you can, right? But yep. um, maybe if he takes a hometown discount and we just pay DeAndre. I don't see DeAndre Hopkins taking no discount. He might. He's made a lot of money, too, I think. You know, receivers are going to make But he's still money. like a premier receiver yeah. in the league. Dalvin it- Cook's maybe on, like, the decline a little bit. He really probably has, like, two or three great years left. Yeah. Hopkins still a premier wide receiver when he's healthy, top five. Yeah. That's why I don't see him, like, teaming up together because they both want money and Dalvin Cook he knows he's you know he's only got two three years left running backs is the worst position you can play in the NFL they get treated the worst how sick would that be if it was Hopkins Hill Waddle and then Dalvin Cook in the backfield they'd be the favorite for sure I think so if they got those two guys that would definitely elevate them I bet you, even if the Patriots got them, their odds would go up dramatically. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Those are two Pro Bowl running back receiver. I mean, Dalvin Cook's top five running back and Hopkins a top five wide receiver. Instantly makes you better. And that's what Mac Jones is used to playing with. When he was at Alabama and he had that one good year. Mac Jones sucks, bro. He was playing he's playing with the best players, you know, offense, you know, <clears throat> offensive line, running backs, receivers. <clears throat> The reason he was good at Alabama is because he had the best weapons. Mm-hmm. So New England, in the past, they've re- they really haven't been the best at surrounding Tom Brady and now Mac Jones with weapons. Mm-hmm. They gave him Randy Moss one year, and that was it. Yeah, and you know wherever these two guys end up, that's definitely going to impact fantasy football as well. So let's like kind of transition right to fantasy football. We just did a couple mock drafts before we got. Um, here, right before we started recording the podcast. So the top ten players in fantasy football right now, PPR rankings. We got Justin Jefferson one, Austin Eckler two, Cooper Cup three, McCaffrey four, Jamar Chase five, Bijan Robinson six, Kelsey seven, Tyreek Hill eight, Jonathan Taylor nine, and Saquon Barkley ten. If you had the first pick in fantasy football PPR, are you taking Justin Jefferson? Mm, yeah, I think you have to. I it's mean, the conservative pick. Yeah, I mean, and the guy gets what over 
almost 20 targets a game. Yeah, last year, 128 catches, 1,800 yards, eight touchdowns. Yeah, that's that's the no-brainer. And, you know, he gets a lot of, you know, catches, which is a point each catch in PPR. So. so who are you targeting in the first round in fantasy football? Like, who's your, like, main targets that you want to go after this year? I, I like McCaffrey a lot in San Francisco and mm-hmm. that, that scheme. Um, they used the shit out of him in the playoffs last year. Yeah. I think Travis Kelsey is going to go higher than people think. I think he'll be a top five pick. I really like Kelsey this year. Yeah. Because they don't have any wide receivers. Nobody. That's, they really didn't have any last year. If I was Hopkins, that's where I'd go. I'd go to the Chiefs. The Chiefs? Yep. But, yeah. but yeah, I like Kelsey. That um, would mess up the Kelsey pick a little bit, I think. It would. Yeah. But... If it is how it is going into the season right now with those wide receivers, we don't know who the number one guy is. I mean, Kelsey's a first-round pick easily. Top five. I top mean, five. We, we both took him in the top five, I think, in our drafts. Mm-hmm. So so you like Justin Jefferson, obvious pick. McCaffrey, Kelsey, those are your main guys? Yeah, and I think um, Tyreek Hill, I don't think he's going to be as good as he was last year. Um, I think we're going to be so much better as an overall team this year. That we're gonna win a lot of games by a lot of points. So, His stats were kind of similar to Jefferson's last year, maybe a little bit less. Yeah, I don't see him doing that again. Um, I think they they kind of figured the Dolphins out a little bit last year towards the end of the year, kind of like play like a you know cover two, you know don't let them do those in routes in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. Um, probably gonna see some double teams for Tyree Kill. So I don't like him as much as I did last year. But I like Jefferson, Jamar Chase, two LSU guys. I think the guys that I'm most keen on that I have to leave with one of these guys in the first round, Jamar Chase, if it's not Jefferson, right, if I don't have the number one pick, Jamar Chase, I think Joe Burrow is going to have a blow-up year this year. What is this year? Technically, it's year three because the first year he got hurt. So year three, year four is when the quarterbacks just explode. This could be an MVP year for Joe Burrow. I really like Jamar Chase a lot. I think he's going to have a monster year, finish as a top two or three wide receiver. So he's one guy that I, you know, I'm going to be targeting a lot in drafts this year. Eckler, I mean, no-brainer. Last year he had 900 rushing yards, 700 receiving yards, 18 total touchdowns, 100 catches. I mean, he's a PPR monster. Yeah, he's the best fantasy player, I think. So Eckler, Jamar Chase, and then Travis Kelsey. Those are the three guys I'm targeting in the first round that I have to leave with this year. Um, give me uh, maybe second round, third round, kind of sleeper guys that you think are going to be, you know, last year's um, Jalen Hurts or one of those sleeper guys. Who do you want this year? Like, who do you think is going to blow up in fantasy this year? So, I mean, I think Justin Fields is going to be a guy that a lot of people are going to target early. Cause let's, the, go, let's go with quarterbacks, right? So, Justin Fields is a good one. I like Justin Fields a lot this year. Justin Fields, um, I mean, you obviously have Lamar Jackson, who's like, he came off an injury last year. So, maybe he might not be, you know, as targeted as much. But I think you still have to take him in the, you know, third round. Lamar Jackson's always solid. I really like Trevor Lawrence this year, too. I love the Jaguars. I mean... Their division sucks. And the defenses they play in that division suck. So he's going to put up massive numbers in the division. That What is that? They play... So that's like six six games, right? Of a lot of numbers. A lot of yards. <clears throat> yeah, so I really like uh, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, well, who's another sleeper? I like Geno Smith, too, a lot. As like a late-round sleeper, Geno Smith. And then I would say 
Justin Fields. I think those are like my sleeper guys that I'm going to try to target later. If I don't come away with Travis Kelsey in the first round, then I'm not even going to target Mahomes. But if I do get Kelsey in the first round, I'm going to try to stack Mahomes with him right away. I think that's an elite combo. So you were saying uh, Jackson and Justin Fields. Who else? Um, Yeah, like Jackson, Fields. I mean, Hurts is going to have another big year. I think, you, I mean, you just look at, at running ability, right? So I, I like got dual threat quarterbacks. You know, Herbert can run. Obviously, he's a, a monster in, in fantasy as well. I think he's going to have a huge year with three three wide receivers, Eckler, um, his offensive line. Just their team overall is going to be good. So I'd say he's probably my number three or four guy. Yeah. It sounds like our sleeper guy that could be this year's Jalen Hurts is Justin Fields. So if you wait and get Justin Fields later in the draft, then you can stack him with DJ Moore. That's a great pairing right there. Even get Cole Komet late. I like that a lot because I think I don't think Justin Fields is a good real life quarterback, but fantasy quarterback is excellent. Yeah, because he runs for a lot of yards. He can score touchdowns on the ground, so I really like Justin Fields in fantasy for sure. Um, as far as the top guys, Mahomes is Mahomes. Allen hurts Burrow. I mean Josh Stanley Allen. Guys. Josh Allen's he's he's like the the offense. Like he he has the most rushing yards on that team. You know, he's the quarterback. You know, but I feel like Justin Fields could, like, outperform him. And he's going, like, four rounds later. You think so? Just by rushing, right? I mean, I think so. Why not? I think the Bills are going to have a down year anyway this year. Yeah, they could. <laughs> I don't think Josh Allen will struggle, but the Bills will probably lose. Josh Allen's a turnover machine anyway in real life. Turnover machine. He, like, leads the league in turnovers. Like, if you combine the last three years in a row, a turnover machine. Yeah, but he does put up huge fantasy numbers, too. He does. But kind of got exposed in the playoffs last year a little bit. I mean, we almost beat him. Skylar Thompson <laughs> threw a couple picks. Played horrible against the Bengals, right? I don't know. I feel like the Bills' trajectory is going down the past couple of years. Yeah, it feels that way. Um, you know, Stefan Diggs, not happy there. He, You know, he went to camp and all that, but... He but it's like the, it's like every year they decline. AFC Championship, second round, second round. I mean, they nope. didn't really get any better, honestly. Yeah. It's the I mean, same team. If Diggs or Josh Allen gets hurt, they're not even making the playoffs. And the division's better this year. The Dolphins are better and the Jets are better and the Patriots are going to be better than they were last year. Yeah. So I don't see the Buffalo Bills dominating the division this year. I could honestly see the Bills losing to the Dolphins and the Jets both times. They could they possibly come in third in that division. Yeah. I'm dead serious. I think people are overhyped. Vegas loves the Bills, and I don't know why. I haven't looked at their schedule this year. Maybe they have an easy schedule. That's why they're hyping them up. But, you know, that, that home field advantage in Buffalo, it's, you know, it's cold, it's snowy, but... Like you said, Skylar Thompson almost went in there and won a playoff game. So Insane. if we get a healthy Tua, watch out for the Dolphins. All right. Yeah, we'll touch more on fantasy football uh, later, like when the year comes closer to that, right? When it gets closer to football season. Yeah, your boy <coughs> B. John Robinson. That's, that's a guy that we like in the first round, too. We'll see what happens. <coughs> Dying. Okay. Let's move on to our last topic, topic number three. Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg can fight at the Coliseum, the Italian government says. This is an article by the New York Post, right? 
It says, looks like a Gladiator sequel could be in the making. An official from Italy's Ministry of Culture has reportedly reached out to Twitter and Tesla head Elon Musk and meta boss Mark Zuckerberg to coordinate a fight in the historic Colosseum in Rome. In response, Musk entertained the idea by tweeting, some chance fight happens in the Colosseum. Both tech moguls have been training with Lex Friedman, an artificial intelligence researcher at MIT who hosts the Lex Friedman podcast. He also practices Brazilian jiu-jitsu and holds a first-degree black belt in the sport. So Musk and Zuckerberg have been training. A lot of MMA fighters have offered to train them as well. Give me a percentage. Do you see this fight happening or not? I say like 1% to 3%. <laughs> I, I don't see it happening. I might go lower than that, honestly. There's no fucking way this happens, right? Yeah, these guys are two of the top five richest guys in the world, maybe top ten. Especially in the Coliseum in Rome. Give me a break, bro. Yeah, that's <laughs> there like... Ain't no, there ain't no way. Yeah, that's like a fairy tale in itself. So, I mean, it, it's good headlines. You, you think know? they're just like hyping it up? Yeah. I mean, I know Zuckerberg, he has been training, you know, these past two years. I feel like Zuck would do it more than Elon. Because Zuck's been uh, training, right? And he won a freaking uh, jiu-jitsu tournament. Yeah. So I think this is mostly on Elon Musk, whether he wants to do it or not. And plus, Elon Musk is way bigger than (laughs) Mark Zuckerberg. What would this be, an MMA match? Yeah. I mean, I guess. I mean, I feel like Elon Musk would be the guy that'd be like, oh, screw it. I'm going to do it. He'll train for like a year and maybe, you know, they fight next year. But I don't see it. They're both... You know, especially Elon Musk, he's got so much responsibility and, you know, duty to, you know, he's got government contracts with SpaceX and, you know, he runs Twitter now and he's got a bunch of stuff that he's involved with. So I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I don't really see it happening. I'm trying to look if there's any odds. (laughs) So there is odds. This is insane. Mark Zuckerberg is the minus 500 favorite Elon Musk plus 300. Hypothetically speaking, if we're in a fantasy world. And you had to lay money down. Who would you bet? The bigger Elon Musk, right? He's like 6'1", 200 plus. Or Zuckerberg, who's like 5'7", 150, but has been training more. Where would you bet your money? That, I'd probably go um, Zuckerberg because he, you know, he won those tournaments and he's been training. He's fought nobody, though. He probably fought in the beta male bullshit. I, I like, him, let's be honest, bro. I, Who the fuck did he beat? <laughs> I saw him throwing some kicks and he looked legit. Bro, he ain't he ain't beat no black belts in no jujitsu tournament, let's be honest. No, but I mean he fought a bunch of bums. Two years of training and compared to no training. And it's not like this that's a big size difference, but it's not like it's you know, I don't for somebody that size that's untrained versus somebody that's smaller, that's that's a little bit more trained, I go with the the more trained guy. So you would take Mark Zuckerberg. How does he beat Elon Musk? Give me a hypothetical scenario. How does he beat Elon Musk? <laughs> I'd say rear naked choke. Chokes oh him out. Oh, my God. Submission. Dude, if this does fucking happen, everybody's going to watch it. Yeah. This might be the highest pay-per-view of all time. It's going to be the worst fight of all time, but it'd be funny as fuck to watch. Yeah, I'd watch it. I know you would you'd pay the hundred dollar pay per view because it'll probably be like a hundred bucks. I wouldn't pay to watch it, but I'd go yeah, to you like, would. I'd go to a bar and watch it. <laughs> yeah, right. I feel like everybody would be playing that fight. Well, who would you pick? I don't know, man. Elon Musk is like six one two fifty. He's got like a hundred pounds on Zuck. <laughs> yeah, he's big. He was. 
I, I heard him say in, in a podcast, Elon Musk, that he'll just uh, grab him and lay on him the whole time. <laughs> he's, got, he's got the frame to do that, but... Oh, man. I mean, size does play, a, you know, in a fight, right? I guess when the skill level is equal, size does matter, but who knows, man? This ain't even going to happen, in my opinion. It's, it's good headlines, though. It is good headlines. But all right, guys, that's three topics. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.